Welcome everyone to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I am usually your producer, but this month in April, military kids are taking over the podcast. So today you're going to meet your host, Tatiana, who's a high school senior and also a military child from Swansboro High School. And this week's podcast is sponsored by HEB, the proud supporter of military and their families. Here, everything's better at HEB Grocery Stores, a Texas fan favorite. So today you're going to hear from S2S alumni Bailey, and you've heard her in some of our previous podcasts with our Extraordinary Military Kids series. And she's going to interview our student host for the podcast for the month of the military child, Tatiana. In this interview, you're gonna hear about their experiences as military kids. They're gonna share some ideas about how they have celebrated month of the military child in the past, even in the light of COVID last year. And also talk a little bit about mental health, about uh, one of them has a parent with PTSD and she talks about her roles of supporting in that area. So thank you so much for joining us this week. And from now on, you're gonna be hearing from Tatiana, the producer, this month. So let's just start off by having um, you introduce yourself, tell us your name, your grade, um, what school do you go to, and all that good stuff. My name is Tatiana Loya. I am a senior at Swansboro High School, and I'm also the president of the Swansboro High School S2S, and we were also the team of the year. Awesome. That's very cool. Congratulations on getting team of the year. That's super exciting. Um, so you, you currently go to Swansboro. Um, how long have you been at that school? I've only been at that school since sophomore year. So I wasn't there my freshman year. So I've only been there for three years. Very cool. Gotcha. Obviously, you're a military kid. Um, who is it in your family that serves in the military and what branch? My dad serves in the military. Um, he is in the Marine Corps and he retired as a captain um, in the Marine Corps. Awesome. That's very exciting. Um, so you're retired now. So have you or your dad's retired now? Um, has that kind of stopped your like moving around or anything like that? Are you kind of in one place until you graduate, do you think? Um, so actually, my dad did retire here and then we moved to Colorado because that's where he could find a job. And, you know, being around non-military personnel and a non-military community was very hard for me and my family. So we moved back actually. So we were retired in Colorado and then we were like, you know what, Colorado in a non-military area um, was not was not good for our family in transition. So we came back and we we're loving North Carolina and being in Swansboro. Awesome, very exciting. My, um, my family actually, I guess my dad retired in Colorado too. <laughs> and then my family's oh, been, been there ever since. So um, very cool. Um, and how many times have you moved just throughout your childhood and school career? I believe four times um, to this country and then smaller moves from like state to state. Awesome. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. So I guess you were able to attend Francis Hustle Leadership Program. I was as well. Um, I think it was about four years ago. Like recently I'm getting all of my like memories popping up on my phone um, from that really cool experience. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your time um, in Francis Hesselbein Leadership Program and just in student to student in general. How, um, I guess, how has that, that helped you as a military kid? And um, just tell us about your experience. 
So for the Francis Hasselbein, I actually only met an S2S for a year because um, we didn't have S2S at, in Colorado. So I didn't really know what S2S was. And I'm so glad I've been able to be a part of that because it has honestly changed my life. Obviously, I got to go to the Francis Hasselbein Leadership um, Program and it was so like life changing. It definitely built my confidence as a leader and just as a person. I got to go to New York. We got to go to New York City. I don't know why I always remember this, but we always got to, we got on to go into Good Morning America, like in the little um, things we got to wave. And I thought that was really fun. That was very cool. With really cool leaders and like learn a lot about leadership philosophy and how to apply our leadership skills into our S2S programs. And I met some of the like people I would never meet in my life, but they were just so smart and like being around them helped me become a better person, which I thought was a really great experience as well. Mm-hmm. So overall, the Tesselbein leadership program was an amazing opportunity for me. And um, I think it definitely helped my S2S program grow. Um, being a part of S2S is amazing. I'm so glad. I, like every day, I'm just so thankful that <laughs> I got to be a part of S2S and I'm leading my S2S program right now. Um, we've definitely grown a lot. Um, the kids who started S2S or were there when I was um, a freshman or a sophomore, they really built it up. And now we're just able to grow and grow. We're Right now, we're actually in the process of doing a countywide um, spirit week for the Military Child of the Year. So I'm really excited for that. Um, we've been able to reach out to more than just Swansboro High School. We've been able to go to elementary schools, middle schools across um, our county and help students who are in transition or have had an adult who has moved away or um, is on deployment. So I think it's just really awesome the things that we're doing because we're not just hitting Swansboro High School anymore. We're going out and we're helping middle schools, elementary schools, which I think is a really big deal because it's really difficult to understand what's happening at that time, especially when you're young and people aren't really talking about it. And um, it's easier to see when older kids are like, hey, I've been through that. Like we can talk about that. And we do like fun icebreaker games and it just we just make it a big fun experience. So I'm glad that I'm a part of S2S and I've been able to grow S2S beyond Swansboro High School. Wow, that is amazing. Um, Very cool. It sounds like you're doing such awesome work. Um, I remember I've had a similar experience with Francis Hasselbein Leadership Program that you just go there and it's like, wow, there are so many other students like my same age that are just as excited about um, the MSEC and student to student as I am. Like, it's just so exciting and so motivating just to be surrounded by that energy for a while. So I'm glad that you had a similar experience. And that's amazing that your S2S program is reaching out to the community. I think that was probably one of my favorite parts of being um, in S2S also was realizing that there are um, not only like people in the community and families in the community that that need that support that aren't necessarily in our high school, but there are also other S2S programs around us. Um, In Colorado in High School where I went, um, there was um, like a couple ES2S programs and um, some pretty new JS2S program. So it was really exciting just to be able to share um, with those students and just, you know, motivate them with like, this is cool. And it can go um, <laughs> up and past, up and past height, like past middle school or past elementary school, you can still stay in it. Right. Um, so that's very cool. And um, I would love to hear more about that um, month of the military child spirit week that you're doing countywide. That is very cool. 
Um, how do you how how do you like increase engagement in that? Do you do a lot of um, like how do you get your your community to participate? So um, it was actually the student or not the student liaison the it was like a base liaison that reached out to us and we we're like we usually do this S two S Spirit Week but um, we don't get a lot of participation but due to COVID last year um, during April. We usually do a school-wide spirit week for the military child um, month, and we weren't able to do that. So we did a virtual one and it was very successful. Um, so I think them seeing our success throughout our school, like still having student morale and um, you know, having a spirit week that was successful, they asked us to help with that. And um, we just keep our students engaged. Like we have prizes for like the best. Um, like one's like purple up day. So like you wear a ton of purple. People get really um, creative with that stuff or like patriotic pet day, which I, one of my favorites, like people dress up their pets in like red, white, and blue. And it's really fun. Um, so we try to do like fun things and like things that like kids and adults can be engaged in. So the pet thing, I know a lot of people are really passionate about their pets. So we try to do something fun. We have TikTok, I think Tuesday. Um, we have red, white, and blue day, or we call it America day to keep like the kids and young people just really excited about it. And, um, we're in a military community, so it's very easy to get, um, the word out because we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the military family is like one big military family. Like it's just, everyone wants to support each other and help each other. So I think that was also very easy for us to, um, to see the success that we're seeing. That's amazing. That is so cool that um, you're able to engage the whole community and get some really good participation. I love the patriotic pets idea. That's genius. I wish I had thought of that when I was at Boston High School, but I'm sure we can all, you know, learn from each other. Um, that's yeah. amazing. So great job. It sounds like you're doing like amazing work as a um, S2S president. So very cool. And I'm so excited to, you know, see what else happens at your time um, in high school. Um, so up next, what do you, we're going to talk more about like your just military life experience in general, um, just growing up as a military brat like I did. Um, <laughs> what do you like best about being a military student? I think I like best is like saying I'm able to adapt quickly. I think all kids who are military kids can adapt. Um, I think that we are just put into different situations all the time. We are always faced with meeting new people and to just adapt as a person. So I think I like saying that I can adapt and I just get to do really cool things that I don't think a lot of normal kids would be able to do. Like I've moved to California, I've been to Colorado. Like I'm just able to meet new people and see new things constantly. It's normal to us. Like we're just like, oh yeah, we move all the time. <laughs> so I really cool that we get to do. That's amazing. Yeah, very well said. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that being a military kid and growing up in that, that environment of consistent change and just having to adapt is so important. And I think that there are some students who don't really see how important that, that skill development can be. And so I think that just emphasizes the importance of S2S, right? Like we should instill that sense right. of appreciation for those changes in other students as they move. Um, and transition in and out of school. So I could not agree more. Very well put. Um, let's see, what struggles have you had as a military kid? Was there anything that was really hard for you to go through? Um, 
Yeah, no, I think that's really important to talk about um, those things. I don't think a lot of people do talk about it. I think it's kind of like a a hush-hush thing, like people aren't very comfortable with it. But Mm -hmm. I've spoken with him and I made sure that he was okay with it because obviously this isn't my story to tell, it's his. Um, But when my dad came back from um, Iraq and being in Afghanistan for such a long time, it was different. It was definitely different. Um, and I was just so, so young. Um, I was still in like third, fourth grade. So I was, you know, like I wasn't, I didn't know a lot. I didn't know a lot about PTSD. I mean, I don't think really anyone did at this time. Mm-hmm. I think the has done a better job of um, having outlets and having um, support for people with PTSD and families who have to face um, going through this with their um with their military parents. So um, it was um, it was kind of hard seeing my dad just so on alert and feeling like he couldn't trust anybody. Um, and it's just very hard for someone so young, like, why is my dad doing this? Like, it's very hard to comprehend, like, okay, my dad was okay when he left. I don't understand why he's like so paranoid or, or um, easily agitated. Mm-hmm. Um, from like little things from being in a big crowd or um, hearing a loud bang. It was just very difficult um, understanding and comprehending that. But I think my mom and my family did a great job trying to figure out and aiding my dad to get help. Um, I also think that it's very hard for military personnel to go seek help. I think it's very difficult for them to understand and admit they have a problem and um it's just hard for them so i think when i talked to my dad about this he was like the biggest and the hardest thing i had to do was admit that i had a problem and go get help um and i advise all families to just be there and support um whoever has ptsd because it is it is very hard for them to um come forward and say that they're vulnerable and they need help so i would just say support it do not force it because it just makes it worse um and just aid them in any way possible so during the fourth of july my job is to go get earmuffs for my dad or earplugs for my dad because um the loud bangs like it um resurfaces memories um it makes him feel very uncomfortable and um gets him very irritated and brings up a lot of emotions mm-hmm. so is I hold his hand and we just get through it together because it is a celebration of freedom and just remembering those who um, he served with. So um, I try to tell him like that and everyone's always there for him. We always have like cake afterwards. So it's just we try to bring the positive out of it instead of the negative. And wow, that's an amazing story. And I so appreciate you, you know, claiming that um, it's not your story to tell. And I appreciate you like making sure that your dad was okay with you speaking about that. And thank you for being so vulnerable um, and sharing that with us. I think that's an amazing story and an amazing experience for you, even if it was, you know, a struggle at the time. I think that's, I mean, it's obvious in this just first conversation <laughs> I've ever had with you that um, your experience has really, you know, made you more um, just appreciative of your dad and um, right. able to just support him and be there for him through all of that. Um, definitely. I, I, totally can relate and um, there wasn't a whole lot of PTSD issues like in my specific family my dad was in the army and he did serve in Iraq for a, a very long chunk of time um when I was like very little like five um right and yeah and there are there are definitely things that that kind of just bring up that 
sadness that just comes with that. Like, oh, you know, certain certain holidays for sure. Um, And it's so important just to, you know, be there and support them and um, just be able to talk about that in like an intentional way. And I love how you said that it's so important to just like be able to identify that you do have a problem. Um, I've, you know, you see all the time that there are people who don't even know that they're struggling when they are. And so just being able to talk about it is, is like the first major step. Um, so thank you so much. For for sure. that. I'm sure that there are a lot of, you know, military kids and um, people involved with um, MSEC that are going to be very appreciative of that story and you being so vulnerable. Right. That. So thank you. Um, so, okay. So what are your plans for after high school? Do you have any idea what you want to do? Yes, and I'm literally so excited to talk about it. Um, I just got in, accepted to UNC Charlotte for civil engineering, so I'm very, very excited to go there um, and to stay in state because I really do love North Carolina. Um, I'm just excited to um, be a civil engineer, and I do want to be part of the ROTC program for the Air Force, so I would love to serve my country and, um, you know, give back because I think being a part of like a service group is awesome and it gives you so many opportunities to meet people and I just love being like surrounded by military like ideals and like yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations on being accepted. That is amazing news and I'm so happy and excited for you. That's going to be great. Um, Definitely very amazing that you're doing ROTC as well. I think that definitely just growing up in a military family instills that service, that service driven heart um, in all of those, those kids. So that is super exciting and super just, you know, amazed to be a part of an organization like S2S and MSEC that sort of fosters that like service driven mindset and um, encourages students to do that. So um, congratulations. And so just excited to see what else you do. I know that when I graduated high school, I'm only a I'm a sophomore in college right now at Arizona State University. And um, when I graduated high school, my first thing was like, what am I going to do without like S2S in my life anymore? <laughs> I want right. to you know, be a part of this organization because it does such great work. And I did, I didn't have like a motivation to join the military specifically, but I wanted to be involved in the support for the military families and things like that. So no, for sure. So that's, yeah. That's why I'm here now. And I'm actually working <laughs> now. So um, super exciting and amazing that, um, you know, a student to student and um, MSEC in general just instills that, you know, um, mindset in their students. So very cool. So my last question for you is, um, so this MSEC podcast series is all about just sharing stories. Um, and you can take enough, to, like as much time as you want to think on this one. I definitely did when I was interviewed for this podcast. Um, is there any like other story you'd like to share with us just about your experience as an S2S, as a military kid with Hesselbein, anything like that that you you feel like would be beneficial to share with the audience? Um, there's only one story that like just like pops into my brain when I think about um, sharing a military story. Um, so when we, so we go to elementary schools every month, a different one um, in our county just to go talk to kids because especially during last year with like the like the bomb threats to different um to different outposts in different countries it was very difficult because kids understood that like okay my parents life was in danger but they didn't understand like why my why my parent was there or why um 
or like they just didn't understand like why they would be scared. So I think that's important to go talk to kids. So that's what we did a lot. We went and talked to kids and we did fun games. And um, I remember this one, one little boy, I, I can't remember his name, but we had a very, very um, intense conversation. He was only like in first grade. And I remember he was upset and I was like, hey, like, what's wrong? Like, I'm here. Like, we're all here to talk. Like, I'm definitely someone you can come to and talk to. And he was like, I just don't understand, like, why my dad would leave us to go um, protect his country. And I was like, yeah, it is really difficult to understand why your dad would leave. But he's not leaving you. He's still here. He's still supporting you. Um, And he loves you so much that he wants to defend your freedom and he wants you to have such a great life that he's willing to risk his life to go make it better for you. And we just had a great conversation. And I think it's so important to talk to young kids about this because they know like people don't think that they know what's going on, but they do. They really do. And I think it's important to not keep them in the dark and to let them voice their opinions and voice how they're feeling because, um, it makes you anxious. And I could tell that like a lot of these kids were really anxious and like, just didn't know how to like express their feelings towards um, how they felt about their parents being away. And it is, it's like frustrating, but you're also proud and you're just, it's very mixed emotions. I think it's important to talk about those feelings. So um, yeah, we had a great conversation. I remember at the end of the day, like he was holding my hand and this was like pre COVID and stuff. we were holding hands and we were playing a game and he was like, and I remember he like gave me a hug and he started crying and it made me start crying. He was like, thank you so much for coming. Um, I really appreciate you talking with me. And I was like, no, I love talking to you too. It was like, so um, heartwarming to see that, like what we're doing is making a difference. And he was like, I want to be part of S2S when I get older, which literally made my heart melt. Like I was like, oh my gosh, please be a part of us to us when you get older. It'll be so great. And then you can go and help kids. So that's one of my stories. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Um, what a cool story and what a cool um, thing that your S2S program does is just involve yourselves in the elementary schools, even if there's no necessarily ES2S program or anything like that. Um, I think that's amazing. And just allowing those students to be vulnerable, they totally do have questions and they totally are tracking what's going on when um, parents are in the military and stuff. And so just being able to have an open um, conversation about that, I think is so amazing, obviously very impactful um, based on your story. So that's an amazing story. I <laughs> almost made me cry too. <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm just glad that we were able to go and help them. And I'm so excited that he like sees like the help that he's getting. He's like, I want to do that too. Like that's, that's the best part. Like, oh my gosh, they are doing mm-hmm. and they want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it just goes to show the impact that S2S can have. Like, could you imagine if every military child was, you know, empowered with the the desire to want to like support other military children? Like, geez, that would be like, create. It would be crazy. Effect. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool. Well, um, it sounds like you're doing obviously such amazing work and I'm so excited to just see where you go from here um, as you attend UNC um, and join the ROTC program there. I think that's going to be amazing. And I think you're just the shining example as to what um, impact student to student can have and MSEC can have um, as they 
put students through these leadership programs and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk today. I am so grateful for both Bailey and Tatiana for coming on the podcast today and for Tatiana to be our host this month. And I want to thank all our listeners for listening with us today. This episode on the MSEC podcast has been brought to you thanks to HEB. Here, everything's better. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbeans and iTunes. Don't forget, April is month of the military child. As we celebrate our military children, make a great investment in your student by registering with SchoolQuest. This online free resource keeps all military kids on track for education during PCS moves and transition. It only takes five minutes and the impact is immediate. Sign up today at schoolquest.militarychild.org. MSEC supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. And follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Until next time, thanks for listening. (laughs) 